Welcome to another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Dan Flesh. Joining me, as always, is co-host, Chelsea. Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. Good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we are going to throw together a quick episode since we missed last month, but we do have a lot going on. So Chelsea and I were talking and we decided to dig through the email and pull out some of our best questions, which means we're bringing in a third. Tom, our friend, our producer, will be reading questions to us and we're going to do our best to answer them here for you. So Tom. Mm-hmm. Take it away with our first question. Well, thanks, Dan. So as usual, we have a bunch of questions. Uh, this first one comes from Kathy L. Hi, Dan and Chelsea. Love the podcast. Hubs and I, longtime listeners. So we own a restaurant in the Peoria, Illinois area. When we search for restaurants near Peoria, we don't show up in the top results in the map section. What can we do to move to get to the top? Thanks in advance. This is a question that we get a ton of. Mm-hmm. We get this is always one of the most searched on our website. Absolutely, and first part is maybe people shouldn't be searching for themselves. Let's just be that's never a good idea because a lot of times Google is going to filter that out if they know you're already at the location. So, you searching yourself while in your location is actually detrimental overall because then it makes it think that you're you're not where you want to be. You want to be someplace else. So Google will then dock that as a place people don't want to be. First piece of that. Second, let's say you're not at your own place of business. You're at home and you're searching for your business. Really what you got to do first, it seems obvious, but make sure you've claimed your Google listing. That is the biggest part. Google is going to want a claimed listing. Uh, That's just going to show that it's active, someone's managing it. It's not just uh, crowdsourced information. Second, make sure you've got your, uh, what we call the, uh, the NAP, your name, address, and phone number correct uh you want to make sure all of that is displaying the way it should people want to get in contact with you they need a link to touch last bit uh you want reviews as well is another big part of this i know it's a little bit awkward to ask people to give their opinion of you but i think what the stats like 70 percent of the people that ask will leave you a review you just got to ask it's not that weird it's almost expected at this point in time um i know i said the last with the reviews but the actual last It's going to be consistency. (laughs) Um, You really want to make sure that you are keeping up with this. Uh, You're making sure people can suggest edits. If you don't get a response out of it, Google's going to just apply that change. So, And you have to make sure it's not just Google as well. Google's looking across other search engines, whether that's Bing, Yelp, tons of ones that you've probably never heard of or used. But Google is going to look into all of that to verify their information. So you want to make sure it is truly consistent across the map. Chelsea, did I miss anything? I think you covered that really well. I know I, I think... kind of took over all of that and just kind of <laughs> went for it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I feel like the main takeaway here is that there's so much that goes into showing up in the map section. So don't Absolutely. stress. We got your back. And, we have resources. And those are really just your top piece. And like you said, we do have resources. Like there's all kinds of things in terms of like the way your website behaves and uh, backlinking and all these other buzzwords that you can absolutely look into as you um, do a little more research, which obviously we do have blogs on all of this stuff on our website, as you mentioned, most search top, one of our most search topics on our website. So we're very familiar with this question. And so we've got a lot of resources on it. Tom. Yes. Next question. Okay. So this friendly listener went nameless, but I'm sure their question is relevant to many. They said, hi, Rev Local team. I have a question. What do I do about angry customers? I have one who has left bad reviews about my business all over the internet, Yelp, and Google specifically. He was the problem in the situation. We did our best to work with him, but couldn't come to a solution that left him happy. 
What do I do about the reviews before I lose business? Should I respond, delete them, contact him directly? Please help. Yeah, that one's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's another one that we get a lot of, I think. Yes, definitely. Um, and there's, it I mean, as we said in the last one, reviews are so important. But, I mean, to me, and I don't want to, again, just steal the topic, but. Uh, <laughs> did, Passion did you, today. Yeah, I'm a little fired up. I don't know why. Um, you want to respond. Obviously, that's the big piece. You want to respond and respond promptly. But you got to respond without your emotion. You got to turn your emotion down. Take a second to read it. Be angry. That's fine. But then set that aside. And then really read the review and make sure you're understanding what that complaint was. Um, and then respond honestly don't attack your customer right you don't want to turn it into a conflict acknowledge that they feel a certain way and then i always think it's best practice to maybe if it's not something you can resolve right in that moment invite that conversation to happen offline it's a little bit harder to contact someone directly um unless in this circumstance sounds like they did know the person personally they could have left an impact on during their visit they remembered them right um but yeah i think it's always best to show that you've made the effort i don't know about you but like when i'm looking at a review if i see a business owner responded and acknowledged a review that response can wipe out that negative review absolutely i think the other things that are important to remember in this situation is that sometimes the situation is accurate and actually happened, but sometimes it is false statements or inappropriate reviews, things that you don't want to see up online. Um, and you have options for those circumstances as well. Two things you can do is either flag the review or um, you can report a review as well. Um, keep in mind, there can be a little bit of a wait time specifically with Google as they get a lot of those requests. So just be patient, but there are also options to remove a review if that's the appropriate action. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to hit them to those criteria. You don't have the power to just go delete everything that you want. But yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, if it's not, if it's not a customer or something like that, I know I've seen that in the past where someone had their brother go on there and leave a bad review, but they were actually never a customer. Like that's not a Confused valid review. The business with a different that's one. How, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. And then, you know, you can acknowledge that and reply to while you wait for that review to get taken down. Once absolutely. you flag it, you can say, Hey, this isn't a customer of ours. Um, whatever. Uh, then just flag it and Google will eventually get to it. They are slow sometimes, but they will always, uh, I shouldn't say always, they will most times get back to you on that. Tom, what else? Sure. So this one comes from Lawrence P. Hi, could you guys help me figure out how I should measure the success of my social media efforts and posts? I've been posting for about six months, and I can't decide where to go from here. I want to know that my efforts are bringing in customers, but it's so hard to tell. Yeah. This one's a really good question. Um, I think this is something we all ask ourselves when you're looking at organic social specifically. There's lots of metrics with paid. Um, but with organic, you want to focus on your engagement metrics. You want to pay attention to those likes, those comments, how many likes your page has. Um, that's really the goal of organic. Um, I also want to mention that since you talked about wanting to make sure that your efforts are worth it. If it's starting to feel like something that's taking up a lot of your time, um, there are different tools like Hootsuite that you can use to schedule outposts um, and 
knock those out a few days at a time so that it's not something you're spending time every single day on and taking forever working with. Um, and I think lastly, you know, the, the last few things I would say there is that social media organically is a brand awareness vehicle, even if it doesn't feel like you're getting people in the door from an organic social post, you're getting your brand out there. People are learning your name. Um, people are sharing their experiences with your business and it's a free service. So try not to stress too much about, you know, the exact metrics that are going in there and just pay attention to your engagement. That's a really good point. I think as we said, what thousands of times at this point, goals is a big part of this. Yes. <laughs> so understanding what you can get out of social media is huge. Um, and then knowing, building your goals around that as well. Yeah. And like you said, free service. <laughs> Don't stress out about it. If you're doing it organically, you're not wasting money on it. So it's not like exactly. if it's not doing X, Y, or Z, have fun, play around with it. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not the end of the world if something isn't, if you get the a less a post that isn't as popular as the previous one, try and figure out why. Maybe work to build something different. Yeah. Tom, what else you got? All right. Last one comes from Christy S. Hi, Dan and Chelsea. Just a quick question for you guys on my social media strategy. I'm struggling a little bit with the voice for my business. How much personality is too much? How casual should I be in my posting topics and brand voice? Any tips would be so helpful. Thanks, guys. Um, so I think my main thoughts with this are to remember to stay consistent. The whole purpose of having a brand voice is that it's your consistent voice across your website, your social media, any of your ads your YouTube videos, anything that you're putting out there, you want to make sure that you're consistent. So whatever voice you decide to go with, just make sure it remains. Um, and then additionally, make sure to consider professionality when thinking about your brand voice. You can have fun with it. You can For be sure. casual. Yeah. Um, but make sure that you're thinking about speaking to your customers. Don't say anything you wouldn't say to a customer. Mm -hmm. um, and also try to think about being sort of PC in the world, if there's like a nationwide crisis that just happened, maybe now's not the best time to post about a sale you're having. Just mm -hmm. trying to pay attention to what's happening in the world outside of your business as you're thinking about your calendar. Right, you want to make sure you're tactful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know this isn't the most helpful, but yeah, it's there's not like a there's not a formula <laughs> to this. It's really up to the individual and what you want your voice to be. And I think, like you said, consistency is the big key. But don't be scared to have fun. Don't be scared to show a little personality. And be, but be your authentic self as well. You don't want to fake your personality on there to be something you're not. That was a really good question. I, like I said before, I, I love brand voice conversations and storytelling within a brand. So, um, yeah, I will. I could talk about that for days. But <laughs> We're not gonna <laughs> let you do that, Dan. I, that's probably a good call. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to add to that? Um, no, not to that one specifically, but just remember to send us your questions. We'll try to do some more of these. It's always fun seeing what you guys write in about. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, we will answer them even if we're not doing an episode on it. Yes. <laughs> so don't feel like you have to wait to get an answer for another month or two months or whatever. We will we answer we, all of them. We still look at them even when we're not doing an episode. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like that last one was a really good segue to what's the point because yeah. I got we thoughts. just talked about fun, <laughs> casual brand voice. Yeah, so. let's let's hit the stinger and let's just talk about it. <laughs> so, Chelsea, for my request, we are going to revisit our what's the point from two months ago since yep. we did not get a chance to talk about it last month. To recap, 
Miller was going to launch a seltzer into space. I was very excited about this, if you may recall. I didn't know what they were going to do, and I let myself get overly excited about it. We thought it was fun. We thought it was spicy. I thought it was right. It was going to be great. Dan has feelings. You didn't even see it. I did not see it. That says a lot about what they did, not to put anybody <laughs> on blast here. but And I had to look it up later because I also forgot about it. But it was completely fake. Not that I expected them to actually launch something into space, but they put so little effort into making it actually fun. It was corny. They did a CG explosion. They showed no actual brand graphic of a competitor brand on it, which is, I, I, that's not really that big of a problem, but just blow something up. <laughs> the internet is made for things to explode. And if that's your point and your goal, just do it. The internet is made for things yes, to explode. Yes. That is the, like, people, that's why people go on the internet is to watch things explode. That's an opinion. <laughs> Fair. But all they did was just did a CG rocket fake control room i didn't actually think they were gonna go to space space thought maybe they would throw something into the air and let it crash to the earth i mean that'd they, be something that'd be exciting right but they didn't instead they had the rocket tip over with a fake explosion that looked very fake just put some tannerite in there and actually blow it up yeah. like it's not that hard they set the high expectations <laughs> I, it's my phone fault i got too excited about it too like, well, I mean, you were just going based on what you were given. That's true. Uh, but it did not live up to the hype for me I'm at sorry. all. I'm very disappointed. I, I understand it. that your heart's broken. A little bit. I wanted, I wanted something fun, and it just wasn't there. <laughs> I think that that wraps up my Miller rant. You sure? I'm, Nothing else? Not, not right now, <laughs> but I'm hopefully never going to revisit this again. Great. I think it Great. made me feel angrier than it should have. But fair. Uh, yeah. So with that, that also does wrap up the episode for the month. So, uh, like we said, it's going to be a short episode. We came through. Mm -hmm. uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, if you're watching. Thank you. Uh, anywhere. And then yeah. email. Please email us. We love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. We will answer your questions if you send them in. So, don't hesitate to send them in. And with that, we will see you guys next month. Bye.